now you just sound like a rat in the wall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Welcome to Embracing the Wild. <laughs> I'm Abby Magood. And I'm Audra Wetley. <laughs> and I'm a rat in the wall, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Rats freak me it. out. Yeah, they freak me out. Oy. Especially the tail. Yeah, just all of it. And possums. I opened my grill the other day, and there was a rat in the bottom of it. Apparently, it was living there, so I just moved it out to the curb so it could go away. Ew. Yeah, I keep hoping somebody will take it. They took the cover, and they took the gas tank Did they of see it. the rat in it? <laughs> I don't know. Was there a rat bed? I don't know. I just, like, I opened it. It looked back at me, and I was like, eee! It ran away, <laughs> and I just put it out front on the curb. <laughs> Just like forget it. Go like and nope. (laughs) I love trash people. They really do help us out so much in so many ways. Like take away the rat grill. Yes, take away the rat grill. The poor rat's probably like, dude, I was so comfortable. What happened? Go jump in there with it. That's fine. Just go. Yeah, you'll have all the food you could ever want at the landfill. That's right. Just go. That's gross. Yeah. But what about, like, there? do you ever wonder why some of these animals and creatures exist because they just, are they just there to freak you the fuck out? Or are they there to, like, I don't know, expand something within you? I mean, like, snakes freak me out. Rat, rat. It's, it's not like the rat body itself. It's more of, like, the tail like possums, that's an ugly looking fucking thing. Like, yeah. why do we have possums? <laughs> I don't know. They're pretty amusing, though. How? <laughs> the upside down thing? No, because they, they, they freeze. <laughs> they freeze? Have you ever seen one? Like, on, well, okay, so I was walking out just, and they do freak you out, right? But I was just walking one day, and I look up on the top of the fence above me, and here's this possum, like, in freeze mode, with its mouth open and one foot up. (laughs) It's like... That's got some talent. (laughs) I was like, that's pretty impressive. It's like... That actually is pretty talent. Strike a pose. Strike a pose. (laughs) But, um... But it does make me wonder. It me go... make me wonder like some you know some of these like you know I think I was reading something a couple weeks ago and it said that um this year was the year of the insect and I was like what did that mean and it said that we were going to start seeing merging species of insects and a lot of more insects than normal which coincidentally you know the last two nights we have a new puppy I can't get this dog to focus on pissing at bedtime because he's constantly focused on all the freaking June bugs in our yard. It was almost like all the June bugs decided to hatch on the same freaking day. And now there's like a hundred June bugs in the backyard, which I hate June bugs because they just like they make the noises and then they just they're not doing anything wrong. But still, I just like I don't need that. It's just uh uh-uh. And then like here's the dogs. That's what grubs turn into, right? I think that's right. I'd have to look it up. Grubs turn into June bugs or June bugs turn into grubs? Grubs, well, <laughs> grubs turn into June bugs, which then lay more grubs. I mean, they don't lay grubs, but. <laughs> okay.
Okay, well, I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> that the article of it being the year of the insect is so yeah. far correct and accurate because I've seen even like merging. What was that like hummingbird looking the fly moths? Yes, yeah, that was the first the time bear. I saw that. They're really cool. They are very pretty. Yeah, but they are they kind of freak you out when you first see them. In my opinion, like I was kind of like, what the hell is this? Like that's cool. It's a moth, but it's a hummingbird, but it's a moth. It's a hummingbird. It's a moth. (laughs) 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 Like I can't decide. It's both. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So when I was up in Kansas, it was really interesting because they have um, Miller moths up there. They just call them Millers, and I was like, what are you talking about? And they're just little kind of gray, dark gray moths, and they were everywhere like I mean especially in the evenings or, or early mornings or whatever they were everywhere and um and of course other bugs too and then they had all of these teeny tiny baby grasshoppers which I was like oh especially because it's all farmland I mean oh. the grasshoppers especially thousands upon thousands of little baby grasshoppers on farmland is not a good thing does not make for good crops um but they anyway, eat everything we, we were sitting there uh, uh, the evening before we left and we had a little fire you know a little fire pit thingy and <laughs> the bugs kept coming to the light so we had this little fire going and every so often you'd hear like <laughs> <laughs> one of those june bugs hopped in there and it was kind of like Oh, crunchy and cream filled just popped. <laughs> crunchy and cream filled just popped. I think crumpy, crunchy and cream filled might have to be the title of today's episode. Crunchy and cream filled. So when Miko was a puppy, she used to stand outside. I turn on the light just for her because those little June bugs would be everywhere, and she would spend hours out there just like being fascinated and you know hopping after and trying to eat the June bugs. And I was like, "You really like those?" Because she'd get one and be like. Yeah, I was like, oh, crunchy and cream-filled. That's where that came from. You know, it's funny because I I felt so bad when Tuck Tuck went wandering outside and she found herself a June bug and, you know, caught it in her mouth and brought it inside and it was still alive and, you know, put it on her bed and then like, and then like let it out and then was nosing it because she was trying to get it to play with her and then... Like, to catch it. And then, you know, a couple... After a couple of... Like, it died. And then she was like, Friend? Friend? What? Friend? Where are you? And then, like, proceeded to roll her whole body. Like, as if her whole huggage would, like, revive it and bring it back to life. She's like, oh, it's dead now. I'll roll in it. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't think she knew it was dead. I think she was like... She looked heartbroken. Like, she lost her friend. And then I had to be like, buddy, it's dead now. And she's like, I don't understand what you mean. Like, what are you talking about? I didn't do that. Yeah. I was just trying to love it. Yeah. And squeeze it and hug it and call it George. (laughs) And call it George. You know, it's funny because I think about when we get to experience like life, right? And we get to experience all of the wondrous things that happen to us when we're here. And, you know, it's like, okay, we get to have awesome pets that come into our life. We get to have awesome people that come into our life, right? But it also kind of make, it makes me start thinking of like the reincarnation concept. And it makes me think about like the idea of okay 
there are some things within our life is almost like it's predestined to happen to us. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it was already written in our blueprint and it was like, okay, these are the major things that are definitely going to happen to you. But then here are your choices in the in-betweens and then, but we're definitely going to have these major markers within your life. And I was thinking the other day, because after last week when we were talking about um, perceptions and concepts and victimhood and all of that different thing, I kind of was thinking about, you know, the choices, right? The choices that we have to make in our life, you know, in the in-between of our major markers, but also possibly the concept and the reality of making those choices prior to us being able to be beamed down for our life experience. Mm -hmm. Now, it's kind of like I kind of look at it like, okay, you know, okay, after our life experience, we go go to wherever dreamland, heaven on earth, like whatever place that we are. And then it's like, okay, we get we get our onboarding of like, hey, welcome to death panel. Like, you know, welcome. You are officially dead, but don't worry. Here, we're free. Like, you know, and we're, one, we're just going to let you go play and like have fun and just enjoy the atmosphere and the world and all the things. And then, you know, after a while, we're going to bring you in. We're going to have orientation. This is how it's going to be, you know, like and show you around. And then I think after a while, I feel like there's this time period where it's like, you know, so all of a sudden it's like God, the great unknown, whatever you want to call it. It's like, okay, guys, who wants to go back down for another experience? Like it's a, it, like it's an amusement park. And it's like, hey, everybody get in line. We're ready. We're going to jump down. And then it's like, here's your manual. Please select. Do you want to be a boy or girl? And what would you like to look like? And what obstacles would you like to have? And what, what kind of life experience would you like to have? And like, I kind of feel like you almost get like a guide and be like, checkbox here, checkbox here, checkbox here. Like, Hey, I haven't done this yet. Let's try this one. And like, but it's, but the reason why I was thinking about it that way is because I was thinking about last week as I was talking about victimhood and living with those scars or living with that perception. And if we actually could take a moment to even consider the possibility that some of the major things that have happened in our life were selected by ourselves before we came down here, when God was prepping us to get ready for our life, our, another life experience, how would that change how we get out of our shit? Because, and I'm not saying that it's like, hey, you know what? I want X, Y, Z to happen to me, right? Like I am a child of, you know, um, I was a product of domestic abuse. I was also my, you know, I was a product, I guess that how you would say it is basically like my, my dad was a very crazy, narcissistic, sociopath, abuser, womanizer, the works. But in me having that experience, I could have sat there and led with that my entire life, always being slightly damaged because of so-and-so and pushing blame or getting to the realization that, hey, look, I had this experience so it could wake me the F up as quick as possible so that I could understand the quality of life very quickly. I could actually understand the difference between right and wrong very quickly and actually be more connected to my intuition, even though I didn't fully understand my intuitive beliefs yet. But at least my soul was awake and aware and open to a certain degree 
And if it wasn't through some of those life experiences, regardless of how hard they were, Mm -hmm. and even though they're felt like they're done to you, right? And you can basically say, hey, wait a second, that's not fair. This was done to me, blah, blah, blah. And I could use that as a pity party story. But at the same time, I choose not to allow it to be defining my life or defining my future, defining my choices. I don't never, I want... I want me to be identified as me, not the things that have happened to me. But if I took for a moment and said, hey, wait a second, what if I had chosen those as some of my major life obstacles to help me learn quickly or to help guide me through my life experience and get me closer to my purpose, period? Yeah, exactly. You know, the way I kind of always have viewed it is like I've always kind of imagined, I'm sure this is in a movie somewhere, that it's like you're in a white room, completely white, nothing but white. (laughs) And there's like a, I don't know, like a dry erase board. (laughs) Sure, it's white. It's white. It's white. I don't even know. But but you kind of lay out like these are the experiences that I want to have. You know, I'm going back down with the purpose of Um, helping people see themselves or, you know, helping them to move beyond or whatever, you know, it's like, that's my purpose. Right. Right. It's like you come in, I think with a purpose. Right. Um, and I, I think that I, I personally don't believe that we go, Oh, I want to be male or female or this, that I don't think we choose our physical characteristics. I think we look at our soul family or, you know, souls that we admire or whatever it is. And we're like, okay. Those two are together, and I want to be close to that one. I need those experiences with this person mm-hmm. to wake me up. And so I'm going to choose that, even though they're not really a, you know, <laughs> it's like they have their own dynamic that is whatever it is. But it was something familiar, parents. familiar but or it's something. It's kind of like, I, you know, I think that you choose. You know, even though a lot of us feel like, you know, we're the mistaken zygote and we fell into the wrong family. I think that you actually choose those parents Mm -hmm. um, from the soul perspective. Right. That there's something there that moves you forward, enlightens you. And, you know, it's like, I, I think that there's a lot of people that have had the experience that at some point they go, you know, it's like my relationship with my mom is more like a sister or a friend or something from a different life. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like, the, and that's why I call them soul family. Right. Is that they're not necessarily like related Blood, to yeah. you in the physical, but it's like there's a lot of people that I have met throughout my life that I definitely feel like are soul family. Absolutely. Like I've known them in other places, and that I think that we choose our um, um, our parents in the same way. And so it's kind of like, yes, the physical it came together, it created a body, and I entered that body, right? And it's like, okay. I, I don't know for sure that we choose male or female. I think it's just kind of like, oh, look, here I am. Body. Right. Ta-da! Yay, this is what we got. You know, this is what we got. And, um, you know, I think that I, I really think we put so much emphasis on sex or we put so much emphasis on race or we put so much emphasis on, you know, the, the physical characteristics of the body sometimes, and it's like, that's not what gives us power. It, although there are definitely experiences in the female body that are different than experiences you would have in the male body, even if you're doing the same work and the same thing. Well, and, the, and that's the thing you're pointing out the fact that that's a physical dynamic of the life experience, the being female or male being 
like a different race, having blonde hair or brunette, like all of those are physical attributes of a physical experience. When we ourselves, our soul, we are more than that. I mean, there have been times in a deep meditative process where I've awakened from it and I didn't see people. I saw light beams Mm -hmm. and it was like, I could see their light, their shade of light. I could see the connective channeling coming through, but it, was like their person, their physical body was not who they were. And that's, and that's kind of one of the things that I've told people is like, you know, we, you know, here's a table. We have to call it a table because that's how we understand it in our physical world experience, experience right. because those things have to have titles. But when it comes to like, if we're just chilling in the freaking, you know, plane in the universe and it's like, and we're not in our physical form, we would pass each other and be like, what's up? like and like and just pass and we wouldn't have those physical things and that even would go to the emotions that you feel that's a physical body experience like there are things that we came down here to have to be able to feel joy to feel love to feel expression of self to be able to feel even pain and hate and disgust and all the things that come with it right when when you transfer over to the other side or wherever the hell you're going back to you don't have those they they don't hinder you anymore you have a clear opening awareness and an all-knowing of self and it's not it's not a physical you're not feeling that physical you can put all of that you know energy towards people and you can commune with them on the other side but you're not having the physical Strengths, yeah, like the the hindrances to which the physical body would provide you because you're not human anymore. Right. But I find it interesting that like you know, when it comes down to so much what's going on in our world with identity and what's coming so much in our world with you know labels, right? It's labels in class and who am I and whatever, and it's like. You're seeing a new wave of people that are understanding that that's just semantics and bullshit, which is fantastic and huge. Like, it's a huge victory on the human experience. The only downfall is, is that then that sometimes becomes an excuse to do nothing. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is where it's like, okay, the messaging is getting through, but sometimes it's getting twisted a little bit to where people are you know, end up using it for their own human need or their own human desire so that they can manipulate it to their own using rather than saying, hey, fuck, man, that's hard. Shit, I got still got more work to do on myself. You know, because that's how it is. Like every single life phase that you're going through, all of their different experiences, we have so many lessons that we have to go through and experience to ourselves, but also reflection and growth and involvement. And, you know, it's, I sit there and I'm like, I definitely know, like my mom, like when you sit there and said, Hey, I have a relationship like this, like my mom, it's not a nurturing, she's not a nurturing mother. Like she just, she's not, she's doesn't, she's, she hovered. We joke that she hovers, but she's really just observing, you know, but she's, but she's not a nurturing mother and she never really has been. But that's also really important because I didn't need her to be that. If she was that, I would not have been, I'm a ball buster on my own period. So, I mean, really, I know that a lot of my life lesson had to be like, Hey, look, you're your force. 
we need you to do a self more of a self-sacrificial role in this lifetime so that we can kind of teach you a little bit to calm it down and have more peace and patience and dealing not just being so overdriven because and i and i'm learning that but at the same time i'm still like oh, oh yes. like that oh. oh what is it what is it do you want to speak do you want to play do you want to be a part <laughs> what is it yeah no i totally i i totally hear you and i it's kind of like when people, you know, it's like they, they get to a diagnosis, right? Then they just be like, this is the way it is and whatever. I, I actually Like just, I'm going to live by this diagnosis. I'm going to live by it and I can't do anything about it and it is what it is, right? I think that the same thing happens with like, you know, their arrival at this is who I am and whatever it is and I can't change that. And it's like, well, it's true and why would you want to change yourself but the more that you understand yourself the more that you um know how your brain works the more that you know how you react to things the more that you can come to a point of realization of you know this is how i react to the situation what if i chose something different or what if i um did something different right what if instead of being in reaction to I could just allow it to happen or I could set a boundary or I could whatever right okay. it's like you can take those situations and and shift your entire life when you become aware of it well and it's like you know with all the stuff that I've been going through like the last you know I was trying to reflect back to when a lot of the major changes and shifting started happening. My mom asked me the other day, you know, when did all of, you know, my husband's PTSD really start waking up and start being more of a, you know, yeah, more, yeah, and an obstacle for us to deal with where right. it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't aware, it wasn't there. It wasn't there. It had, you know, it was a fully, yeah. fu- it, I mean, it was there, but it hadn't been influential in day-to-day life or there wouldn't be additional things and so my mom kind of looked at me and she's like well when did this start and why did it necessarily and I kind of went back to the fact and I said well you know mom I went through an upgrade four years ago before my grandfather passed I had a full life premonition of my grandfather's basically death experience like on Father's Day weekend literally almost had like a hypoglycemic episode almost passed out and fainted in the hallway just going walk to the bathroom like there was nothing going on and and then all of a sudden I noticed like you know it was like it was a Tuesday that day then on Sunday I went and got my nails done and almost had a panic attack at the freaking nail salon and felt like I was gonna die never having had one experienced anything but it was different than a panic attack it was like I was topsy-turvy and and completely spun out and then you know that following Thursday I had another episode and then the Sunday after that I had another episode well lo and behold what ended up happening is my grandfather ended up we had seen him on a Monday that Monday um we left that Monday that Tuesday I get a call that he had actually got lightheaded spun out and fell and ended up having to go to the ER and so then from that ER, like, he ended up needing um, some blood because he was 
strongly anemic and like his iron levels were very low and etc and then shortly after then it wasn't until that Sunday he had another episode and that episode was exactly very similar to the episode that I had and then it clicked in my head and I went oh shit because I fit finally put the timing together mine started months before his you know, he passed away on my son's birthday. He had all of his experiences about, you know, like that, you know, it was probably, it was right after we left. The entire time we were in that house with him before he passed, I could not sit in a room with him. And this is a man that I sit around for hours with, talking for four or five hours, doing, talking about everything. And I got to the point where I felt so dizzy, so nauseous, so sick. I felt like, I felt like the cat on the wall trying to brace myself because I the wo- the world was spinning. I the, the ground underneath me wasn't even solid and I didn't feel right. Well, after you know, he ends up passing and it took me like a good, you know, 6 months to a year to really get through the grief and through my upgrade. I hadn't realized that I had a massive upgrade right around his whole colossal experience. Now, What was interesting to me is I kind of said, well, you know, mom, like I went through that. It took me about a year. Then at the next two years, I actually had a lot of things that resurfaced from my past that I had never even known existed or happened, but just glimpses of things here and there. And then it was like, the good thing was, is I was in a really good place to be able to address it right away. But at the same time, it was like, I felt safe in my relationship. I felt safe and able to heal. And my mom's like, well, what triggered it? I said, well, you know what? One, I've been watching my husband over the years attract more and more intuitives around him. It's almost like he went from having one in the office to having like five to six people in the office that totally understand how we talk because that's what they do as well. Where he's sitting there, hey, wait, my wife does that. I'm like, honey, you're... Like, there's mirror images. You're attracting what you are. You're just deflecting, and this universe is surrounding your ass with everybody. In addition to that, he starts getting little baby upgrades here and there where his body starts shutting down because in order for him to get the upgrade, his body has to shut down because he's such a go, go, go type. And then where it leads after that is that then he starts realizing that the environment to which he's working in has been toxic for years, and he's not a morally he can't keep going into that environment because it's destructive to his physical body and his emotional body and so it was just it was a combination of not just the ongoing over and over and over but it was also the the his abilities were expanding his openness his intuitiveness was actually rising to the surface he could no longer shut it down and stay in his shell it was like I morally cannot walk in this building because it's incorrect. And that is really what started, you know, and that shifted him. I mean, he would have one PTSD flare after the next because it was a system of control. It was something that he, like, it was beyond him. It was beyond him. And then now it's like he's doing so much better. I mean, of course, there's still work to be done, but it was it was a combination of all of that over the last I would say probably year and a half. But we're I mean here's the thing we're always all a work in progress. It's like no one gets their stuff all completed and done and whatever else that's called death. Yeah. Right. 
Right. And so, you know, I've, I really have watched him grow and change. And yes, he was not in alignment with where he was and it needed to end. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like I, I've also watched him resist and work himself nearly to death and too many hours and push off and away. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of like it doesn't matter who you are. It's like when you consistently push off and away, like where your body and your spirit and everything else is leading you when you keep pushing it off and away or shoving it down it's like it there's going to be a health crisis right it's like you can't help it right it, just because it's like that's the only thing that's going to get your attention right. i jokingly say like you know it's like you get a nudge you get a tap you get a t- bigger tap and <laughs> you know what i was gonna say then you get a two by four upside the head and then you get a car accident um you know <laughs> Because you're not paying. Just, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's not that... Which people, my husband did have a major say, car accident well, as well. You know, and he's not the only one. It's like I've watched it with... I, I don't know. I had him in my life, right? Um, and I've watched it with lots of people. Um, sorry. I keep getting distracted by someone who went, Snacks! Snacks! I just fed you. Um, <laughs> she's, she's like, I can get away with it. <laughs> but, Sorry. Yeah, well, I'm having one of those. It's, it's Sunday, right? It's Sunday. <laughs> it's, it's Sunday. Sunday, I'm Sunday fun day. Sunday. I, was, I was working outside. I haven't really had to focus on much today. Um, so <laughs> and then I'm just like, hey, guess what? We're going to talk. We're going to talk. And it's like there's 42 things I would have said throughout your dialogue. And, um, you know, you got to the end of it and it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get you that whiteboard. For I was sure. Say, whiteboard. Oh, yeah, we were talking about the whiteboard. Yeah, the room with the whiteboard. Uh-huh. Um, it, you know, here's what's interesting is that people can either, you know, believe that sort of thing or not. It's like they can follow whatever religion. The reality is none of us truly know what happens in the after or the before life. Right. But I definitely think that there is a planning stage <laughs> before and a review to be like, look at what you accomplished. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Afterwards. Right? Right. And it's like, otherwise, why would we have the motivation to come back? But then there would be those who don't believe that we come back. So. <laughs> well, but that's the thing, though, is that, like, my whole, my whole thing is I cannot make broad assumptions of what happens after because we don't know. And no one has factual proof. Like, it's, there's no factual proof. You you know, you hear those stories of people that have their life and death experiences and they see things and whatever. I believe in that. I believe that there's there's grounds to something. I also believe that things show up the way that you need to see them because of how you connect or what would be soothing to you, right? I mean, like, it's not like you're just all going to, like, oh, hey, I'm having life and death experience and I see an ogre. You know, like that might freak me out. Like, you know, so it could be a beam of light or an angel or, you know, like something. I was some- say, but if you believed you were going to see an ogre and you saw an ogre. You'd I might see like, an ogre. Oh my gosh. No, I mean, like, I, I mean, you never know. You could have some of the people that are like, you know, that, that designate themselves as Satanists, you know, and then they're like, you know, and they don't, and actually Satanists don't actually believe in Satan at, at all. It, there's, it's not, it's about, um. It's, it's actually kind of following the golden rule is, is their belief concept. But at the same time, they still believe in poking the bear. 
I don't know a little bit. About it. It, I don't. I'm not. I don't really. <laughs> I just pay. I pay to. I have. I've. I've met a couple, and I've. I've asked questions, and I was curious, and whatever, and I was like, oh, okay, that's not as bad as I like it. The word sounds. Yeah. But it's like. But I mean, th- seriously, it's kind of like, okay, what if you were somebody that was totally like that, and you're like, yes, I'm gonna see devil horns and a crazy little monkey, or like or whatever, when you pass over. Well, there are weird people in this world, and that there just happens. But I'm saying like that. You- whatever's <laughs> a comfort. Like, do you want to see fairies? Do you want to see umbrellas like like, who knows I have no idea but I'm saying when it comes to that time you're gonna end up seeing what's gonna be of comfort to you or what's the messaging for you or what's something that needs to be spoken to you and it's gonna come to you in your way so do I think everybody's gonna have the same experience absolutely not I think that everyone's gonna have a, a slightly different experience but at the end all Thing. I'm never ever going to judge a religion that's saying it's this way or that way. It's it has to be this or that because we don't have those answers because we were never given them. Right. Which to me says that you know how could they know because well none of them know. No one knows. Right. Well, and, and to me and to me to be doesn't mean that they're right or that they're wrong. It just means like how would anyone know? No, well, but that's the thing is to get fixated on that to right. the point where then you discriminate against somebody else because of their lack of believing what you believe is a system of control yeah. and it's a system of divide and it's a system of staying away Neuro- from your purpose. Neuro control. Right. And I don't, and that's where I'm, I go to, no, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, like, your body's going to do it for you. I mean, I drew my cards on Thursday. Just just my vibrational pulse cards, not not any of my other cards. But I just was like, okay, what's going on? What do I need to pay attention to today? Whatever. And it was like, seek solitude. You're going through an upgrade. And I was like, what? I'm going through an upgrade? Like, really? Like, I'm just like, oh, okay, that's weird. Like, whatever. <laughs> and then sure enough, I went about my day. And then it, it's I've coincidentally, when I am actually kind of going through some energetic shifts like my elbows go red and my knees go red yeah it's it's kind of interesting it happened when Maze did um the heart to heart connection mm-hmm. like like I think it was last year or the year before and sure enough like my elbows were on fire like to the point where they feel like they're sitting on a freaking oven like on the oven like that hot, that hot and so and usually she says that when that happens, she's like, it's too stored up. I need to like actually expand it out and like, and just shine it out. And so I usually do that, but it was funny. Cause I like, here I get this seek solitude. You're going through an upgrade. And sometimes that can be a little, just be nice to yourself. And I was kind of like, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Like I have, <laughs> I have, I can't do that. It's Thursday. And then I've got Friday and then I've got Saturday. Like, okay, whatever. Okay. And so when I had moments to be quiet, or like a, an appointment shifted. I was like, oh, okay, I'll just like sit in the car for 30 minutes and just be in solitude. And like tried to just do it that way. Well, apparently that wasn't good enough because as soon as I woke up Saturday morning, there was no rhyme or reason for me to feel like crap. But sure as shit, as soon as I woke up, go to the bathroom to brush my tre- teeth. And I almost literally pass out because I literally got so, so dizzy, so lightheaded, so like... Almost like feeling like I was hypoglycemic, even though there was no reason for me to have a low blood sugar incident. And then I just, and I literally just had to go lay down. And then as soon as, like, I ate a little bit and that was fine. And then I 
like took it. I went back to sleep. I had to cancel my whole day, but then, and I woke up and I was, I still just, I felt like the world was pooling on me. I felt like, I literally felt like half of my brain was being pulled in some force in a, in a corner and there was just stuff being doing like stuff happening to me. And I was just like, okay, I guess I'm just supposed to do nothing and just relax for the day. And sure enough, like by the end of the day, I was feeling really good. And then even today going out into the world, I was like, Oh, I'm starting to get some interesting awakenedness and pick up from all these people who probably shouldn't have gone into Costco so quickly. <laughs> like, like I was like, I, I just went in because I was like, oh, okay, go to Costco. I feel fine. Da, 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 da. And then I walked in and I was like, bing, 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 bing. And I was like, I wonder if it was a, is it, it was a full moon. It was a full moon. It was a full moon. It was a yeah. full moon on the third. I was going to say, I kind of feel, I, I, Apparently, like me and space and time right this moment are just not in sync. Um, I don't even know what day it is. I, I mean, like, I know it's Sunday, but is it the fifth? It's the fourth. It's the fourth. Okay. And yesterday was full yesterday moon. Yesterday was the full moon. Okay. So, and today a little bit as well. I, I have not left the house today. I've <laughs> <laughs> just been working around the house, and I'm like, oh, okay. I love a little of like this. That. I love a little, a little of that. And, um, you know, when I get in that space of like, okay. Like I said, I don't know if it was the full moon. I don't know what's going on. But it's like when I have those upgrades or when I have those moments, I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to stay home and do what occurs to me at the time. It's like that is the benefit of being single and not having family and other people you know, <laughs> to manage and take care of. It, so it, it's just kind of like I've kind of been going through something similar, but I haven't had the body reactions that mm-hmm. you have. Well, in mine, obviously, I didn't really listen. good about self-care and just. Up and and I and I have too, but and, lately I have not. Yeah, like the last month with job changes and shifting, and like I've had the ten extra hours that I've needed to get my work done. Well, all those hours ended up pouring into someone of my family, mm-hmm. and so which is fine, but it pulled so much of me and energetically, physically, everything. So I really hadn't gotten a lot of intel, or my intel's been a little bit off yeah because I've been I've had to put my energy towards other things and then this week it was like I had way more energy than I I was I was like oh do 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 like putting more I was clearing a lot more I was healing a lot more I'd I'd have a little bit more intel here and there and I was like okay this was a really good week on just that balance but I just was too tapped out I was too taxed and there was there was definitely some upgrades that was going on within myself and because I had been pulled too much my body was like Ugh. nope and down. right yep. and well, the only good thing was is that even when I was speaking to my mom my mom said to me you know she's like well when you're going through that what do you need to do like and I was just like I mean I just really needed the rest and I said and I said but you know what I said this really has really put in perspective that maybe once every four to six weeks I should take two days off in a row and not push so much. And because, I mean, honestly, I was able to move two of my clients to other days. And then I had to miss out on two, which sadly, I really hate leaving. The, I hate he, doing that. But if I sometimes could move somebody over and just change the day over and leave like a two-day two yeah. day blockade, that I think I need to do that more frequently because you one... Need a, you need a weekend. 
Yeah. One one a day of rest. Yeah. One a day of rest and one a day of and Doing I used all the to stuff that you can't do on the other days. Correct. And yeah. I used to do that on Sunday, Monday. I used my Monday used to be a half day and it was a half day in the afternoon and it's 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 not anymore. Yeah. And now it's like Sunday, Tuesday is like Tuesday's my half day. So it's like Sunday, Tuesday. Well, that's not together and I don't get that rest and relaxation. So I really have to be more mindful of doing that because I'm doing all the self-care in between stuff and on the day-to-day and recentering and balance and all that, but I'm not getting enough downtime for myself just to replenish. Well, and then we do this on Sunday. <laughs> well, we and try to do it on like, Saturday. Yeah, I not that it's really work, but at the same time, it's like it's something to do I, instead of just being home and in your space and... I know, but it, today it was a good day to do it because it was like, I was like, you know I what? Say, it's you, too hot outside. I don't want to go in the garden and sweat my balls off, except I don't have any balls. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I say, and then you catch me in the like, does she even know what she's talking about? <laughs> Space out, ADHD, <laughs> whatever. Actually, like, Audrey's not here today. She's here, but she's not here. <laughs> Well, I think that I think that actually makes more sense because you know when last week when Lisha Lisha like showed up and she's like, "Is Abby always like that?" Did you, yeah. yeah, yes, Abby is always like that. <laughs> she tells forty two stories in one breath, and yeah. then at the end of it, she expects a response. <laughs> I followed like, it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, which part do I respond to? White room, <laughs> white room, white room. I followed it's it perfectly like, fine. Crunchy and cream filled in the white room. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we come up with randomness. <laughs> this is why my husband and I have a um, window of time to which he's allowed, I'm allowed to speak information to him. <laughs> and it's, and it's not like allowed, not allowed. It's really more if I want my husband to still love me and not kill me, I probably, I just need to make sure. And it's say, like you have three minutes, go. Correct. <laughs> it's exactly true. I, it's a three, three to five minutes tops and, and it's usually three. And it's and I have to say, hey, honey, is this a good time? I have a couple things to talk to you about. And then he goes, no. Like, <laughs> And then, he, and then, like, later he'll be like, okay, what is it that you wanted to say? And then I'll go through my, like, whole thing. And then he goes, okay, is that it? And I go, yeah. He goes, all right. And I was like, are you going to say anything back? He's like, not at this time. And then, like, <laughs> and then, and then sometimes he'll, like, okay. we'll have a conversation. But I have to, if I bring up, maybe it's one subject, but it's one subject that could prompt a 20-minute conversation. I have to get it in there in that three-minute window or he will go fucking nuts. And so I respect, because I can't overload him, and I get so many different things, and I, I'm like a monkey that jumps from one tree to the next in the forest, the jungle. Well, yeah, and you have to describe the whole jungle. I do. <laughs> well, because when I jump from one thing to the next, I don't want people to be lost. I, oh, okay. So I'm trying to give as much descriptive so that they're not lost, <laughs> because then when I ask a random question, then they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> And I am the person that remembers something from an hour ago and then later pulls it in as a tagline to douche. And then someone's like, sometimes people are like, hey, that was a good one. And then other times people are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, remember when so-and-so? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. funny. That's and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I do. It's because I have this freakish memory where I remember all these things. And it's not even about my life. It's other people's lives. So I'll like... 
go into the grocery store and the cashier told me her, her whole fucking family tree story. Not that I asked for it, but then, then next week I'll see him and be like, Hey, so how are things going with da 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 da? And then she looks at me and she's like, who the fuck are you? And why do you know this? Like, <laughs> and she didn't say that, but that's her face. Like, yeah. and then, and then like, cause she didn't remember telling me everything a week ago. But she then didn't I remember you at all. She was just oversharing to everyone that walked through her line. <laughs> or either, either that or just the intuitive ones that were ready to receive her shit <laughs> for clearing. Right. Which is probably more. That happens to me. I mean, I'm, I, I'm like standing in line to check out and something happens or whatever. It's like I may or may not make a comment, you know, just in passing to something. Yeah, all you did was say is hi. Yeah, and I'm good. Strike up a, you strike up a conversation and tell me their entire life story, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. <laughs> I, but I don't remember, and I really don't care. <laughs> well, and that's it. And there are times when I don't pay attention. Yeah, and I don't, and I'm like, but sometimes there are ones where I'm like, oh crap, I gotta pay attention to this one. She really needs the space. Okay, mm-hmm. and then yeah. yeah, but then when it comes to like Rudy has this happen more frequently, more and more now. Okay, because his intuitive abilities are expanding, and he cannot stand. Like he's not a big conversationalist. Like he's kind of like I, I, I'm in my head. I got my things. I got the whatever, and it's <laughs> it cracks me up because. Then when I'm when I'm with him, people already do that already. And then when I then when he's there, then they start doing it to him. And then I just sit there laughing, and he's just like, "What the fuck is? When is this person going to stop talking?" And then I'm just sitting there giggling in the corner because I'm just like, mm-hmm, "That's how it is." Yeah. And then I would much rather be the observer. Like you know, I can see the crazy in the room. Yeah, it just let it be. It's like I'd much rather be the observer, but uh, somehow like people are drawn to me to come talk, right? And you know, it's like it's it's just part of who I am that it's like okay, you know, I'll indulge in the conversation for a little while, and then I'll check myself out. Then, then I will, yeah, check myself out. I thought it was hilarious yesterday. Leo was, um, she was. They went to Home Depot, so. They went to Home Depot to get some drywall to fix some repairs on the house. And, like, they decided to do it together because Leo wants to do it, do it herself. She wants yeah. to learn and do it herself. So then, of course, okay. you know, now they're doing it together. So they put they put one piece up, and it, it looks really good. And, um, of course, we'll have texture issues or whatever. That's a whole other thing. But it was so funny. But when we went to – they come back from Home Depot, and Leo's like, Mom, you would not – believe what happened there and then like and I was just like okay what okay. happened because every because everywhere my husband goes there's a story right okay and she looks at me and she just says mom I have this feeling that dad is just like destined to always have problems whenever and like customer service problems every time he goes anywhere and she's like, because every time he goes somewhere you know they go to Colorado well they had issues with the car people, which and then the they went, people. and the hotel people, which then the hotel ended up being free. Then they came back and they have issues with the airplane people. And then they get to the airplane, like, and then you stop at the restaurant and then something happens at the restaurant and it's boom, 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 boom. And it's like just a massive thing. And so she finally just looked at me and she's like, mom, I think he's like set up. Like he, ha- like he's supposed to have problems every single time. And I just kind of looked at her and said, 
Yeah, or it is the universe trying to teach him to have patience and kindness for other people and not like if he had a little bit more grace and patience for people that he may not run into some of those incidences. Like obviously the universe is teaching him something. It's well, teaching him we can, we can see it that it's a lesson or you can be like he's vibrationally aligned with there's always going to be issues with customer service. Right. It's like when that's your mindset. There's always going to be issues with customer service. Guess what? You're right. You know, it's really funny. Well, but that's the thing. You're right. Well, it's true because guess what? I had a perfect example of that again where he had scheduled his haircut and he woke up in the, like he told me at night, he goes, you know what? I think I'm going to go over there early just in case she finishes early so that she can take me earlier than that way I'm not crunched for time when I have this this phone call scheduled. And I said, okay, that's a great idea. Sure enough, he wakes up in the morning, he gets a text message. Hey, I finished up early. You can head over now if you'd like. And sh- and I looked at him, I go, look at honey, you just put intent in the world and look what you got back. Fantastic. Right, but it's like experiences, yeah. like he needs to have more experiences like that and then ha- be, have it shit like shown right. in his face to be like, this is what that means. Right. If you keep going into every situation thinking that person's going to fuck up all the time, then they're always going to keep fucking up and you're always right. going to have problems. Well, and you're always going to be irritated about it. I, and it, I, I personally believe, and I have had so much experience with this over the last 20 years with patient schedules and things like that. It's like when I am not in alignment with being of service to people, people fall off my schedule. Correct. When I am in a positive and giving mood and I am happy to be there and I am ready and willing and able to be of service, it's like the conversation flows, things come up, people feel amazing, everyone shows up on time or in perfect timing, right. even if it's five minutes before or late, whatever. You know, it's like everything just flows, mm-hmm. right? But when I'm in that space of like nothing right and my bank account is empty and bleh, guess what? That's what shows up. Right. And well, and you've been, you've been really keeping me from being navigated by that mindset for this last, like probably two, three weeks, like for sure. You've been like, you've just been, Hey, perfect grace, perfect timing. It all comes in when it's supposed to. And so I've just been repeating. That's been like my backdoor playlist in my brain for just like even anytime I start feeling a little bit antsy or a little bit panicked or a little bit whatever, I'm like, okay, perfect timing, perfect grace, perfect timing, perfect grace, perfect timing, all alignment. Okay, we're fine. We're like, it's and, like, and that doesn't mean don't do stuff, right? No. And I know that you're you're busy doing you and you're also busy helping family and all of that sort of stuff, which is amazing. But so many people are like, yeah, everything in perfect timing and then they do nothing. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's no. like you can't. Do the work and everything it's, will come like in line. be in alignment in your being, but then also be in your doing, doing. Right. <laughs> no, it's like you no. have to do too. And even <laughs> when we found times this past week, like we had a really good gravitational week for Rudy. And so things are starting to look like they're gearing places. But at the same time, I'm kind of looking in the back end saying, ooh, with fascination of, Ooh, which one's going to be our next life story and how is it connecting? Because I can see how so many of them connect and create a full circle effect in 
a different thing. And I'm like, ooh, is that it? Is that it? Is that it? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know which one is going to be. Uh, it'll be interesting to find out. Like, you yeah. know, and it's almost like you're like, stay tuned. Part two is coming. Yeah, it's coming. Right. But, and I was going to say, it's like, it's always interesting to me. It's like when you're on to the next thing, right? And I'm always one of those people that's like, what's the next best thing? Um, so at the same time, it's like it starts to pull in. And it's like every time you find something that's like in alignment with your direction forward, you start going, oh, that's why such and such happened 26 years ago. Yes. That's why I got that degree back then, even though it's been useless for the last 20 years. Now I'm utilizing it, you know, yes. <laughs> or whatever it is. It's like those things come back around and they actually do play a part when you're listening to your intuition all along. But it's like when you have those moments of like, yeah, that was just a total derailment because I didn't listen and I went a different direction and it doesn't seem to come back in. Right. And it's just kind of like, hmm, hmm, okay. Well, that was a waste of time and energy. Wait, well, and I, <laughs> and, and, and I it wasn't, I, and I, I get it, you know, it wasn't a waste of time and energy, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, it's like when you do really trust that intuitive hit when it comes in, mm-hmm. that there's always reason and purpose for it. Right. Um, and at the same time, it's like when you say, no, I'm ignoring it. No, I'm ignoring it. I'm more powerful than that intuition. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) No. That's not happening. No. Well, and the thing is, is like, like you said, you know, you still have to do the things. So even though we were having things where they could be very good, like, hey, I could stop doing things. This looks like it's potentially going somewhere. Well, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm still going to keep doing the tinkering that needs to be done to head just in case, because you just never know if like these three potentials end up going away and not being anything or, you know, you just never know. So it's always important to like keep doing the things even until the vision actually comes clear yeah yeah and it actually is connected and it's like okay we're rocking and rolling with this and that's where we're headed so when we say doing the things i mean that literally can look like you sit on your couch that morning and you listen to a podcast Mm -hmm. and then you're like i need to move i need to move where do i need to move let's just take the dog for a walk and then you come back from walking the dog and you're like i think i should go for a walk in the garden you go out in the garden you're like oh man the dirt wash that away again. I need to go put that in. So you just follow. It's like avoiding the stagnant energy. Right. And, and it's like, oh, okay, I could get that started. Oh, look how far I got, even though none of that was actually my intention for today. Um, and that's okay. And, you know, maybe that's maybe that's just me with my, <laughs> my erratic, and I'm going to say it again, ADHD brain. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, I do a little of this, a little of that. You know, eventually something gets accomplished, which isn't true yeah, because it's this like, is a woman that's this, literally just finished her second book and right. is heading towards editing. Exactly. <laughs> like, right. You know, so it's like stuff happens. It's not like I do nothing, but at the same time, it's kind of like it's, I definitely created a version of life that works for me. And I know the power in doing that for others too. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever it is that works for you. And gets you in alignment to where it works for your brain and your brain type and how you do it. Like, Abby would be completely and totally bored and insane in my life. And hers would literally overwhelm me to the point that I would just want to go call in a corner and cry. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? You would, like, go in a corner and cry if you were like, like, I can't do it. It's too much. (laughs) (laughs) Totally be in turtle mode. Like... (laughs) Too much, so, too much to 
much. You know? You're funny because I've actually, I mean, I've actually said to my husband numerous times, you know, because some of the, some of the homes that I go into and I, you know, I, I get the whole family dynamic and whose position does what and what mom does this and whatever. And sometimes I go home and go, honey, I don't think you fucking understand how, like, like there will be some moms that are doing great. They're doing fantastic for their family. They're totally like that root person, but they get very flustered and overwhelmed. And I, and by something that to, in my experience is simplistic. Right. And so, and I will go home and I'll be like, holy crap. Like I heard she was freaking out about her week and I actually handle like that times 11. Like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> right. if not times 42, like, you know, like, and this is why we shouldn't compare to each other. No, <laughs> not at all. Cause like, yeah. Well, and that, that and then I explained that to my husband and he looked at me and he's like, why are you telling me this? Are you telling me this so that like, you know, and I was just like, well, one, yes, I'm pointing out how good you have it. <laughs> and two, because it did just give me a little bit of an ego boost. And yeah. that makes me feel good that I like on days that I feel like I did nothing. Yeah. It like, and then I'm like, Ooh, that does give me a little empowerment and then keeps me driven to keep doing the keep things going. that I do. Right. And so I do like that positive reinforcement, but my husband's just like, well, I know that. I don't want to compare you to other people. And I'm just like, but you need to, so I can feel special. <laughs> <laughs> Please compare me as long as it's good. So yeah. I can feel special. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which makes no sense. None whatsoever. That's how we all are. It's fine. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, only compare me if it's going to make me look good. Right? <laughs> right? I mean, like, seriously, let's just not compare at all. <laughs> but, this, but this is where I go back to the full belief that everyone should start their day by reading their bio. Like, write a bio about yourself and your accomplishments and what you've done. Write it up. And then, like, before, when you have to go into something and you're worried about it and nervous about it, read your fucking bio. Because then you're going to go in and you're going to be like, that's need, right. I'm the fucking shit. <laughs> I need to rewrite mine because the one that's on my web, uh, that's on the the clinic website, was literally written for me in 2003 because <laughs> it's like fulfilled the requirements of the state that I was licensed in at the time. You know, <laughs> which isn't even the state that I'm in now. So, <laughs> well, and I go, I, I go back and read and mine that's on my website, <laughs> and that was written like when I started my company yeah. in 2014. So it's significantly <laughs> outdated. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, yeah, it's, yeah, fine. it's fine. It got the gist. Yeah, I need to rewrite mine seriously. Actually, that's a, a, so I'm, I'm um, rebranding for the clinic. And that's, that's one of the things that I actually have on my plate to do this next week is rewrite my bio. <laughs> and then now you'll have something on the days when you're slumpy. And then I can just respond back, read your bio. Read my bio. Read your bio and feel good about yourself. I'm like, I need somebody else to write it because I, I, I don't know. Alicia says I am just that humble. And then there's other times where I'm kind of like, no, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't I'll like write to, it for you. If you like write the bullet point, if write the bullet points and, and I will. I'm like, I don't, I don't like to talk about me. Well, I don't either. <laughs> like, I don't either. Yeah. And I, and honestly. It's I've, so much easier for me to promote someone else than it is for me to promote myself. <laughs> Completely. And I 100% agree with that. And the thing is, is like if somebody knows something about me or they ask me, oh, you know, like I have a golf pass that a lot of people don't know about. And they're like, oh, do you play golf? Like, oh, are you good? And I was just like, all right. 
I did it. <laughs> I did things. You did things. I did things. Well, I'm a decent player, but I'm not extravagant yeah. and I'm not crappy. Like, so I'm somewhere in the in-between, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit there. But then... But weren't you, like, college team and yeah. pre-professional? Well, I could I could have gone that route, but <laughs> life took me other way. But, like, but the point is, is that it's not, it's not about oh, that. Right. right. But the, the, like, that's a perfect... Exi- but that's a perfect example is I'm not a gloater. I never wanted to be a gloater, and I refuse to be. And yeah. that is just why we align, and I love you. 